0: Hi, and welcome to this series that we're calling Matters of the Heart. We're on week three, and the matter of the heart this week is having a heart of forgiveness. Just in that intro clip, you saw something really powerful, and that was Jesus standing in front of crowds, and the crowds are shouting for the other guy. They're shouting, Barabbas, Barabbas, and then they're shouting, crucify that one that who's called Christ, crucify Jesus. And Jesus is taken and he's put up on that cross. And while the whole world seems against him at this point, he says, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. That is such a powerful thing. When he's got every right to sort of not forgive them for what they've put him through. But as the son of God, as that lamb, that sacrifice... He's on that cross. He knows what's going to happen. He knows the outcome. And he just says, I forgive those people for they don't know what they are doing. Those other verses that we saw in Colossians and in Ephesians, both of those verses are very straightforward. Forgive as God forgave you. But what I don't want today to be is very legalistic and sort of religious in terms of the fact that the Bible says it, so that's what we've got to do. I don't want that because I believe that God has got a fullness and a richness to take out from that, and an understanding and a revelation about forgiveness that will actually make our lives far, far better and far, far greater. And it's such a key point to take on. Just like with Paula when she talked about heart of love, love is so important and there's so much richnesses which flow out from from love. And as Stu was talking about a heart that is guarded, again protecting your heart, guarding it against things is also so key. This other one, forgiveness, is also very important because unforgiveness can sink in and destroy lives. Jesus spoke many times about forgiveness. Uh, In Matthew 18, from verses 21, he says this. Then Peter approached him and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? As many as seven times. And Peter thought he was being quite clever there and sort of saying seven, as in thinking that it was a large number. But Jesus replies back, he says, I tell you, not as many as seven, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven, which is, would have been a huge number. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle accounts, one who owned 10, owed 10,000 talents was brought before him. Since he did not have the money to pay it back, His master commanded that he, his wife, his children, and everything he had be sold to pay the debt. Uh, Just a tiny little key point from that. It says his master commanded that he, his wife, and his children, and everything he had be sold back. Sometimes what affects you also affects lots of people around you as well. Carrying on. At this, the servant fell face down before him and said, Be patient with me and I will pay you everything. Then the master of the servant had compassion, released him and forgave him the loan. So a massive, massive debt. And he could see the servant just pleading, saying, please, no, please, no, please forgive me. And he forgave him the whole loan. That servant went out, found one of his fellow servants who owned him a hundred denarii, so a fraction of the debt that he's just been forgiven for. But he's gone after this other servant just for a hundred denarii. He grabbed him, started choking him, and said, Pay what you owe. At this, the fellow servant fell down and began begging him, just as this other servant had done Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he wasn't willing. Instead, he went and threw him into prison until he could pay what was owed. When the other servants saw what had taken place, they were deeply distressed and went and reported to their master everything that had happened. Then, after he had summoned him, his master said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave all that debt because you begged me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I have had mercy on you? And because he was angry, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay everything that was owed. So also my heavenly father will do to you unless every one of you forgives his brothers or sisters from your heart. Jesus is referred to us as our high priest. Uh, And I find that sort of uh, an amazing piece there, going from the Old Testament uh, on what the high priest used to do. For forgiveness in the Old Testament times, they had to go to the high priest, and they had to uh, uh, get the high priest to offer a sacrifice on their behalf for their sins to be forgiven. We know that God gave Jesus to the world gave his one and only son to the world so that we could get forgiveness, that we could have that sin broken in our lives because of what Jesus was going to do uh, on that cross. Uh, and he gives us, through that crucifixion, that perfect sin offering and offering for forgiveness. And then it was through Jesus' resurrection that that became eternal as he broke those sin Uh, broke the chains of sin from us. Now, as Jesus is our high priest now, we can go to him and ask for forgiveness. And it's already said that God uh, will forgive us. So returning back to that parable in Matthew 18, when we come to God in repentance for sin, to be washed clean, made new, and he wipes away everything, he needs you now to have a heart to wipe away and forgive those who've sinned against you. Matthew 6:14. Uh, many of you will know this because it's the Lord's prayer. But in Matthew 6:14 it says, "For if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well." But if you don't forgive others, your father will not forgive your offences. Again, like those early uh, scriptures, very direct, um, very clear. So where do we go from here? When it comes to matters of the heart, when it comes to wanting a heart of forgiveness, then we've got to realise that unforgiveness is like a wound. Unforgiveness stops love. It builds resentment. Anger and bitterness well up inside us. Just like a physical wound, when it's left untreated in any part of the body, it gets worse. It gets dirt in it. It gets infected. It starts to grow it causes more pain than the initial wound itself. Unforgiveness defiles your heart. I'm not saying that forgiveness is easy or without pain. Uh, but I am saying that unforgiveness can cause more pain than that if you were to forgive. As we mentioned, forgiveness is not Just a rule that we must obey. God knows that unforgiveness is a disease requiring healing. God offers to blot out your sins when you ask him and it is freely given. Because God has already paid for it through Jesus. Notice that in the parable, that larger debt was cleared first. And then it was the lesser debt that was being dealt with. God has settled that larger debt for you already through Jesus. It is now up to us to deal with that lesser in order for, the, for God's settlement to be fruitful. Uh, you know, to be fruitful in our lives and provide the heart surgery needed on that unforgiveness. As Paula talked uh, on the first week on a heart of love. It is only via love like Jesus that we can pray for our enemies and ask for uh, and forgive them and ask for them to be blessed and not to be cursed then as pastor stew talked about a heart that is guarded we need to protect ourselves from offense and unforgiveness sort of settling in it is actually a gift to forgive Now, that may be really hard for some of you to take that on. But it is a gift that God has given us to be able to forgive. It is like medicine to take to start a healing process against a buildup of unforgiveness. An offence, a physical or emotional pain or an action against you enters your life. Our reaction is to hold on to this pain, express it in hurt, bitterness, to tell everyone all about the offender and everything bad which has happened, Uh, drive a wedge between you and other people. You can seek revenge. You can plan your life in avoidance of the offender. You can change your life in reaction to what has occurred. It all builds up. And depending on the length of time that has passed or the severity, again, I just want to repeat, if, if you're dealing with something so difficult, so heartbreaking, it's not an easy process. I'm not saying that you can, you, you'll be able just to change and forget everything. But I am saying that we can start that process of forgiveness. And change all that build-up of unforgiveness and turn it around. What you have to understand is that medicine of forgiveness starts not being as a feeling suppressor. So you still have feelings. But it as a decision to break the infected growth on your life. And frees your heart. Then the rage. Then the resentment. Then the revenge. Then the weight that you've been carrying. Then it starts to break. And as it starts to break. As that empties out. As you go to Jesus. And and that, that forgiveness of God comes over you. Those voids then fill with peace, they fill with love, they fill with joy and they expand your life immensely. Unforgiveness can not only be a barrier to your own forgiveness and is a barrier to peace and joy in your life, but also can be a barrier to God working miracles In your life, healings may be being stopped because you are holding on to unforgiveness because you've got that resentment, because you've got those those feelings um, of hurt and anger. They could be stopping you or the unforgiveness is stopping God from working in your life and seeing miracles. Healings could be stopped because of those things. That is what God wants you to realise, that your heart is so important that you can't harbour unforgiveness inside you. God has already forgiven you of your sins. So allow uh, yourself to at least start that decision that you're going to forgive others who've sinned against you. If you are hurting today, if you've got that unforgiveness inside your heart today, may I suggest you just bring it to God in prayer. When you bring God all your concerns or worries, it is just that start of saying, God, I want to change in my life. When you're able to sort of pray just something like, Lord, I know that you have forgiven me and I want to be able to start forgiving the other person. Lord, I know that what you have done for me is far greater than this sin which has happened against me. Lord, I just pray that you will allow me and help me through this process of forgiveness of this person. And Lord, I start today by saying, Father... I forgive that person. Help me on that process. And when you give it to God, God will support you through that. He'll be able to guide you and be able to start filling you with that love, filling you with that peace, filling you with that joy because you've removed that unforgiveness and that barrier which has which been put up. God loves you so much that he gave his only son to you. Here, God is saying to you that there is a reason that I have said, forgive as I have forgiven you. Because with that, I can then work through you and I can work my miracles in you. Because you haven't got that barrier stopping me from working in you. So as we wrap up today, as we close today, just think, are you harbouring any resentment, any unforgiveness towards your brother or sister, towards anyone that you know, then let it go. Just start by coming to God and saying, Lord, I forgive that person. And then watch as your life changes. I pray that you have a great week and I pray that as you walk in the path of forgiveness that your life is transformed and that things become immeasurably different to that when you're walking in unforgiveness. I pray God blesses you and you have a great week. God bless.